Podcast, a division of Space Action Heroes, a webcomic you can find at spaceactionheroes.com. Nailed it. I'm DC and Shama. I'm Chris Carson. Oh, what's up, 2020? Hey, we're in 2020. You're a cruel mistress. Yeah. You're, you're a cruel... Cruel fucking mistress, horrible. 2020. Yeah, yeah. If you're all about hindsight and looking backwards, I'll say this. 2019 was better. <laughs> all right? Fuck you. Wait, what was the year, the horrible year? Was that 2016 because of Trump? Um, remember everyone was like, oh my god, this year so. is the worst year. Well, I remember because that was the year Bowie died, and I remember just being like, okay, I'm out. Like, he died right at the top of the year of 2016. So yeah, 2016 everyone said was going to be the worst year in history, and it's just kind of gotten worse every year since. 2019 was okay for me personally, but I don't think that counts for everybody. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't think it's I don't know. I can't relevant. think of any like exceptional tragedies in 2019, but I also can't think of any exceptional like highs in 2019 either. Right. So it just has been sort of oatmeal <laughs> since mm. like 2015 I'd say <laughs> five years Davey what, if, what's, what have you gotten since 2019 uh-huh. what do you think sir yeah and hmm. Davey uh, for the last time that's called human trafficking and it's illegal but talk to me after the podcast don't encourage him. <laughs> what are we talking about this week? This week, we're talking about what a fucking cunt 2020 has been so far. It's been pretty horrible. We're going to veer away a little from our typical uh, movie news and uh, quizzes about old shit. Because we're getting personal. We're getting personal today. Because Space one of us <laughs> spent the fucking weekend in the hospital two weeks yeah. ago. Yeah. And that wasn't me. So that only leaves one other host of Space Action Podcast. Davey? I think it was Jack. Oh, fucking Jack. I know. Fucking Jack. So anyways, uh, what was it? Uh, it would have been January. Let's go back, folks. Let's go back to January 9th. A cold night. Around 10.30 on a Friday. <laughs> a cold, cruel night. Cold, cruel night. Whenever Deniso and Shama at home in his house was uh, enjoying a, a nice night off. Decided to go to Vesta lunch. You know, get poutine and everything. Ooh, the uh, cheddar cheese poutine with chicken. Mm, that's some the, sriracha on that's it. the money poutine. Mm, I'm telling you, those of you visiting Toronto... Yeah, you, you introduced me to that. Bathurst and DuPont, it's a good time. Um, I've been I, going there for years, and then all of a sudden you introduced me. And not to interrupt, but... It's good. Yeah, go to Vesta Lunch, get that thing. And I remember you were around one time, you were like, I think it's just good when you're drunk. And I, I took that, like, righteous indignation. <laughs> it's like, how fucking dare you? I think I've only ever gotten it when drunk. Oh, honest with you. I don't know if I've ever sober vested. So yeah. Anyways, a- anyways that's either here. Watch, watch Davey hump these blankets. Oh, he's humping like my my dog's humping. Yeah, dog like, update. Yeah. Humping's happening. Oh, you got you got a humping dog. Oh, I got a, I got that fucking like skinned worm di- dog dick, which is the most disgusting. Uh-huh. Yeah. No, it actually makes my gag reflex kick in when his little weird dog dick his pokes little out. Stick pops out. Oh, it's all blah. little Henson. Oh. <laughs> Okay, anyways, what are we talking about? <laughs> now I just can't think of anything but his dick. Uh. So I'm about to go to Vesta, and honestly, dude, within 40 seconds, I went from like, <clears throat> oh my, <laughs> chest tickle, <laughs> to like, <clears throat> coughing, to like, <clears throat> okay, I can't <clears throat> breathe. And I was like, this is interesting. That's fucked up. So I honestly, in my dumbass state, thought it was pneumonia. Right. Um, I thought it was bronchitis. 
Um, oh, did you have the the Chinese uh, whatever it's called? Flu? Oh, the coronavirus? No, because yeah. I haven't been eating any fucking bat soup. Okay, listen, you what dumb bat soup. That's the stupidest fucking thing I've ever seen. Like, we got this horrible virus. We have to. China's b- literally building an entire hospital just to friggin' deal with this thing. <laughs> Hundred thousand people or something. Ten, uh, have been yeah, because in China, with three billion people, a random city has like six million people. Totally, they yeah, just yeah. Shut off a city like a good totalitarian government does. Exactly. So they're literally combating a virus by building a hospital. And then I look at the cause, and it's like it might have been because we started eating bats, an animal <laughs> that's known to carry fucking rabies. Yeah. And we have oodles of other types of meat we could indulge in, but no, no, no. We really like bat soup. I really hope it, it's it's some like uh, uh, biohacker who's testing out the uh, the spread. Oh, maybe so we'll he... talk about in the next one. That, but like, have you heard about these fucking uh, nanobots? These these. Oh, we have nanobots now. Oh, I knew. I we'll heard about the... nanobots that can that they're experimenting with to uh, eat your cholesterol out of your and arteries. like the, the garbage out of the ocean and all that. Noise. Yeah, the plastic ones. Yeah, the plastic. Yeah, yeah, but they can essentially accept any command, man. So if they're just like, hey, degrade <laughs> all the fucking you know, cells at the base of your brainstem. <laughs> like, they the question use... is, when do they become sentient, Star Trek style? Well, that's the other thing. I was just picturing a giant planet covered in, like, a Cronenberg-like skin, just like... <laughs> it's just pulsing. Yeah. Anyone listening right now is like, what were you gonna say? You thought you had pneumonia? Now you're rambling on? <laughs> Sorry, guys, that's my bad. Okay. Okay, so here we go. Here we go. Well, let me let me not bury the lead. This is going towards a collapsed lung, but here's how we get there. Mm. Here's how we get there. Okay. So, like a dumbass, I'm like, oh, maybe it's just a cold. I'll sleep it off, and the next morning, we'll, we'll, I'll probably feel better. I knew I was in trouble when I tried to go to bed, and I laid down. And no word of a lie, dude, like, trying to lay back hurt. And mm. the second I, I was, like, on a 45-degree angle to horizontal, it was like someone was taking their fist and just rubbing, like, grinding it into my chest. Right, right. And I was like, this is not this good. This is this floppy, deflated lung. Yeah, I'm like, this ain't good. So I go to my Jesus, GP. I haven't heard this story, by the way. I want everyone to know this is my first experience yeah, yeah, yeah. as well. I was saving it. Yeah. Um, so I went to my GP, who's luckily right around the corner. Um, my normal doctor wasn't in, but the attending do- the doctor who was there takes a look at me, and she's... Starting to freak me out because she's. I tell her my symptoms. She's like, okay. She listens to my chest and everything, and she eventually goes, okay. You need to go to the emergency room like right now. Really? Like, right now? And I was like, what? She's like, yeah. Can do you want me to call you an ambulance? Do you have someone who can come pick you up? Or and I'm just like, ah. And me being me and my frequency. I'll just hike pop- there. <laughs> <laughs> it was that Friday. It was like Saturday. It was like pissing rain yeah, too. Yeah. So like I was just not in the mood for it. I was like, I don't want to go to the hospital <laughs> so i was like uh i i i gotta get some stuff from home because i knew it was gonna be a couple hours and she looked at me like i just told her like no nah, i'll just take some halls and sleep it off right. she's like are you serious like you have to go right now i'm like it's gonna i know how hospitals work i need my sketchbook i need my book i need some podcasts i know i'm gonna be there a while so call me stupid but i fucking went home got my stuff went to the first hospital um so everything was pretty honky-dory in there. No one had mentioned anything too scary yet, other than the GP who mentioned the word heart attack. And I was like, don't fucking say that if it's not a fucking heart yeah, attack. Yeah, yeah, You can't just throw that around. Yeah, throw, it's like it's throw, like throwing around cancer or AIDS. You know what I'm saying? You know, yeah. Like, you might have some mild AIDS, or it could just be laryngitis. We don't know. Like, It don't... could just be HIV, though. Yeah. You might be okay. We're not... Positive. <laughs> <laughs> like just this is the story of just bad bedside manner across the board. Yeah. So I get to the the uh, first hospital, and they bring me in, and they're prepping me for the uh, for the X ray. So they do an ultrasound, 
And this is when I first hear the term pneumothoracics. Uh, pneumothoracis. That sounds like Thoro- a pneumothorax. Sorry, era that dinosaurs lived in. Pneumothorax. Yeah. Or or a dinosaur. Sounds like a tool song to me. Yeah, it could work you know, like too. A prog rock band or something. <laughs> so I'm like, "What's that?" And he's like, "Well, that's whenever uh, your your lung is leaking air into your chest cavity, and it collapses your lung." And I'm like, and immediately I I know that because thank you. George Miller for Mad Max Fury Road at the end whenever Tom Hardy pops the knife oh, yeah, into yeah, Furiosa's yeah. lung. So immediately I'm like, I know where this is going. That means you're going to have to stick a tube in me. I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ. Let's cross our fingers and hope it's not that. <laughs> I know where this is going. You just pull out a pocket knife. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen Mad Max. I've seen Mad Max. <laughs> I know how this works. The ribs are here. Where do I stick this? Is it here? That's your stomach, sir. Oh, um, now that's your heart. <laughs> so um, they do the x-ray. I come out, and the guys are me like, yeah, your lungs collapsed. And the part I started to get really freaked out, this happened twice between the first hospital and the second one, where two, three different sets of doctors looked at that x-ray and uh, were like, is, is that you? Mm. And I was like, yeah, because I don't know if you, uh, you saw the picture of it, but like one lung is normal, and the other one, it's like a white ball. Oh, you put up a picture of the x-ray? Yeah. No, I did with Facebook. The sure. viewers at home won't see this. Maybe we'll put it up. But that, honestly, that white circle, oh, that Jesus. blob. Yeah. So the black area all around it is air that's filled up. And you can see my lung is shrunk down to like the size of my fist, essentially. Oh, Jesus Christ. So, so it I, actually deflates like a balloon? Yeah. So basically what happens is like, you gotta imagine your chest cavity is like a, a, what's called a Ziploc bag. And then your lung is a balloon inside the Ziploc bag. So right. if I blow into the balloon... It inflates, but if the balloon has a hole in it, the air goes into the bag. And that inflates the bag. Yeah, yeah it inflates the bag, and the air pressure from the outside crushes the lung so it can't inflate anymore. So, like, literally, remember that kid Christ. from Malcolm in the Middle? Uh, which one? The black kid in the wheelchair. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, screw yourself. That's what yeah. I sounded like. I couldn't get a whole sentence out without going like this. Like, it was pretty bad. So, literally, th- like, two, three different doctors looked at this thing and were just went, that's, is that you? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, why? why and they're like, I, I, but you look fine. Like, <laughs> you're walking around. You look normal. And I was like, Jesus Christ, you're one step away from being like, nigga, you should be fucking dead. And I was just like, can you not fucking freak me out? Again, I've gotten heart attack already. I've gotten fucking like, oh my God, I can't believe that's you. Like, yeah. the worst bedside manner in this goddamn city. That's pretty hilarious that they're all going, Jesus. You're professional doctors, for yeah. Christ's sake. If you were 20 years older, you'd be long dead. Man, if I saw this at the start of my day, I would have gone home. This is bullshit. <laughs> so they put my ass in a fucking cab to go from Toronto Western over to Toronto General. Uh, I had literally a bunch of stickers. I saw that. You sent me that picture. Had all the heart monitor stickers and a fucking IV. Oh, that was after. That was at the second hospital. Oh, the, with the tube in your chest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this was still before, but I still had an IV in my arm under my coat in a cab. I felt like E.T. at the end of the movie when he's being driven around town, <laughs> but it, it wasn't as whimsical or cute at all. No. It was, you, need to have, you need to have your head shaved <laughs> so you could look really like like a patient. Well, it was raining. It was just fucking awful. So anyways, I get to the second hospital, and that's when I was like, okay, we're going to prep you for surgery because we got to stick a chest tube in. I'm like, all right, fuck, let's... And, like, I'm not feeling good about this at all. I've, I've been in for, like, maybe half a dozen surgeries, but for some reason this one's, like, getting to me. I, don't, mm-hmm. I still haven't quite figured out why. Maybe you died and jumped into the next multiverse, my theory about how we live. 
Maybe, maybe like in the in the multiverse, like this one just took me out. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't wake up from that sleep or There's something. There's been so like, many times I've gone to bed feeling in ways I'm like, I think I'm about to die, and then I wake up the next day feeling like a million dollars, and all those symptoms are gone, and I'm like, did I just yeah. die? Yeah, no, I hear And you. skip, and my curtains are a different color. What the fuck? Well, there's sometimes where even I'll have a close call, like mm-hmm. something will just barely miss my head, or something like I'll like a, uh, happened in Cornwall once the guy ran right through a red light, and if I didn't slam the brakes, he would have T-boned me, and that yeah. would the end of it. That would have been it. And then I'm often like. In another, there's another reality where that that totally took mm-hmm. me out just now, and that's I'm on my, borrowed time now. That's my theory that that we that it's a f- infinite, a finite, infinite, where each human being has a finite number of iterations, and you just keep coalescing into mm. the next iteration after one dies until the final one dies, and then you're gone forever. Yeah, yeah, that'd, yeah. Be, that'd be pretty sweet. That'd be pretty sweet. Yeah. So uh, <clears throat> they prep me, lay in the bed, they 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 fucking put that red. Oh, the iodine. Also the iodine yeah. So if you've ever been in a hospital bed, it's got those bars on the side. So I'm one of those people that if I get a needle or if I get tattooed, I like to watch the needle make contact with my skin. And then you so look I away. Can, so I can brace myself yeah. for it, right? Yeah, yeah, same with And me. dude's like, don't. Don't look. I'm like, why is it you're not going to want to see the needle that's about to go in you? Like, don't look. It was like a horse needle? Uh, it was like, I didn't see it, but he was like, it's about like that long. He, he mined about like three inches. And I'm like, ah, god damn it. Jesus. So I'm on my side. They put the iodine on me. And they start freezing it. And dude, it hurts. So yeah. basically, the whole... Oh, it's all healed up. It's all, it's mostly healed up, but it's just because it's so deep. It's still if you poke it, it's still pretty dense. Oh, it's a little, a little, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. A little bump. It's like you got a oh, what's the third nipple called? A nubbin, uh, nubbin, a so nubbin. nubbin. So if you imagine you're touching your your right titty, see, you thought you wouldn't have fun listening to this podcast. Mm-hmm. If you're touching okay, everyone at home, everyone right now, rub your right titty. That's it, just okay. like that. Keep rubbing it, naughty. Um, and now <laughs> pull your hand back towards your right a little bit. Now there's a space right there in your ribs. That's where it went in. Uh, the needle, they, they, it's like the third rib, if I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. just a little bit underneath the crease of your armpit. So I'm sitting there, and that area is sensitive as fuck. Isn't that one of the most painful places to get a tattoo? Oh, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. anywhere on the side. Anywhere yeah. on the side. It's all just ribs and nerves. And mm-hmm. It sucks. So the second they started freezing it, I was like... Mm-hmm. The needles from the freezing suck. It yeah. sucked, dude. He had to do one, two, and then wait a bit, and then I think he was trying to get the auger in there, and then he had to do a third one. Jesus. And that was bad enough. Now the skin's all numb on the surface. Oh, but on uh, yeah. underneath. <laughs> yeah. So he takes the tube, which I later found out was a seven-inch pigtail tube with a little curve at the end. Honest question, though, to anyone in the medical profession, what's the point of the topical freezing in a situation like this where 99% of the pain's coming from the inside? I, I mean, you know I guess, I mean? Like, I guess oh, we don't want to feel the skin get broken. <laughs> I guess the rationale is like, we'll give you something because it's something. It's inhumane just to jam it in there without anything, and we can't really freeze your innards. You yeah, know what I mean, yeah, like, yeah. So I'm surprised they didn't. I guess they can't give you a, a local anesthetic. No, they. I remember when I broke my arm, and they have to what do they call it? The reduction is whenever like you break your arm, they have to realign all the bones. Mm-hmm. They knocked me out for that because like, you do you don't right. want to be awake for that. Oh like, yeah, it's nightmarish. Um, so, anyways. That's whenever I could feel it, and, like, it's fucked, dude. They put an auger in your side, and they start sliding in this fucking tube. Oh, so Jesus Christ. From her fingers all the way up to that curl, that's how much went in. Google, uh, the, what's pig, it called? Pigtail chest pig-tail tube. Pigtail chest tube. Uh, like, that's, see. like, what, at least seven inches with a little curl at the end? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you had that inside, yeah. Had it inside. Oh, yeah. That's, that's what he said as he as he put it in. My French-Canadian <laughs> fucking thoracic surgeon who was just like... Is it in? You like that? You better have seven curly inches inside of your chest. They call me Mr. Big. 
Um, Mr. Pig? Because <laughs> of the curly tail. Because of the big tail. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Mr. Cochon. Um, and the pressure, dude, from it going in. That's what felt the weirdest. Like, whenever you can feel your insides. Yeah, yeah. It's the weirdest fucking feeling. Yeah. So they push that in, and this, the instant pressure from inside was like, <gasps> I could just feel it going in, and it, it sucked. It was not fun. Horrifying. So they stitch that guy in place, patch it all up. Uh, and then they hook you up to, like, this box. Imagine, like, not quite as bulky as the, the battery pack that Tony's carrying in the first Iron Man. Right, right, but... But it's like, this flat plastic thing with, like, a bunch of meters, and that thing is what it's doing is just pumping air out of you. They hook it up to a, a, a pump behind the they, bed. They have to leave it in for that long? Yeah. It's not, it's not like a... Nope. Air's out? Nope. How long was it in? Well, uh, let's see. If they put that... Well, I'm estimating they put that sucker in around six... On Saturday night, they took it out maybe four, five, three or four, maybe the next in, day. So in the morning, yeah, so maybe like twenty hours, twenty-one hours. Oh, so in the afternoon. In the afternoon. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh Jesus. So I'm guessing if it wasn't so collapsed, because even my sister, <laughs> my sister slow, was like, oh maybe like you know they'll they'll give you uh they, what they do is they stick a little syringe in and pff, you can hear the air come yeah. out. If anyone's ever seen Three Kings, the George Clooney fucking Ice Cube movie, there's a scene where Marky Mark Wahlberg gets shot. And they have to do that. Clooney sticks a needle in his oh, chest and get the lung out. Lets, lets the lung out. And that's what I was expecting, not this monstrous fucking thing. This is just side. the slow, safe way of doing it. Slowly I think it's because my lung was so collapsed. Yeah. That's what they kept saying. They're like, that is sig-. Even my sister was like, that is significantly collapsed. Yeah, like, that's yeah. insane. So I'm guessing it was just a little bit, or if it was like it was just then they could have done it. But because it had been going on for, at that point, a little over. 12 hours, maybe 18 hours. I've, I've been just pumping air into that cavity and letting it collapse. Mm-hmm. So they had to leave that fucker in. The part where I got a little wigged out was they got, they got a wheel your bed up from the, the, I forget exactly what it's called, admitting downstairs where you are after the, you're the x-rays and the procedure and all that shit up to your room. So they wheel me all the way up there. I got my Iron Man box. I, <laughs> I sit up out of the bed and there's just blood all over the fucking bed on that side. And I'm like, oh, shit. Is that fucking normal? And again, dying in my bedside nor- manner, my te- the, the teddy nurse just goes, oh, shit. Uh, one, one sec. One sec, he runs off against the doctor. And I'm like, oh, great. I'm what? standing here with blood everywhere. I don't know what's going on. Oh, you've on. been bleeding out. Well, at that point, I'm just... Los Angeles Lego, you've been bleeding out. <laughs> 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 oh, now you dated it. Now I gotta say R.I.P. Kobe. God damn that. Yeah, sorry, sorry. Fucking hurts, man. If you haven't seen that that news clip, just look up Pete Kobe racist news anchor. Can we just play the audio from it? Can we just play it on on the podcast? This was uh, on on MSNBC, was it? Mm-hmm. Um, where'd you send it? My my. Uh, you, uh, I sent you a messenger, Facebook okay. messenger. So this was on MSNBC. I'm just gonna play the audio of uh, a fucking reporter reporting on the tragic death that they have. Uh, NBA legend Kobe Bryant and his <laughs> uh, his daughter. This will, this will bring a li- to everyone listening at home going, holy shit, and just holding their mouth agape at this story. This will bring a little levity. Yeah, to there's evening. not a lot of levity being had in this tragic story, but this will this will fucking help. This will be bit. this will be adorable. Right before she says it, too. It's like, I don't. <laughs> I'm 
like you knew what you were doing. Girl. I gotta know what was going through her head. Like, like, what was going through her head? Is she just super racist? And a black dude walked by in her eye line, and so that popped in. I just love to She's sitting there going, "Don't say the n word. Don't say the n word. Don't say the n word." Right. Niggers, fuck. Ah, fuck. I said it. <laughs> it's like third grade all over yeah. again. Oh, so odd. So odd. Anyways, but yeah, and R.I.P. Man. Fuck that hurts. Anyways, you know, for the next week or so, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be saying, Lakers, are you for real? Laker, please. <laughs> Laker, please. Um. <laughs> it's a good, good go around for us whiteies. Oh, it's so fucking good. <laughs> um. Anyways, um, the uh, so the the rest is where the story kind of runs out of steam, man. Like I'm just in the hospital bed. Um, uh, I was there Saturday night. Sunday morning was actually oddly pleasant. Uh, they six thirty seven a.m. They did my first X-ray. They brought me some food. My sister just got Disney Plus, so she hooked me up with her nice. account. I was just watching The Simpsons. The Plus just hooked me up with some Simpsons, and I was drawing in my sketchbook some spaceships and shit. And I watched some stand-up specials. But uh, the most uncomfortable thing at that point, like the, the, I'm not gonna lie, that chest tube fucking hurt. Oh yeah. Because like anytime I wanted to get up and out of bed, I had to carry this thing with me. Then you had your IV in too. Yeah, yeah. Um, Why can't they get go through your damn hand? No, hey, dude, have you ever gotten the hand one? It's way worse. I have a thing about that part of my arm. It's sort of like a, an eyeball to me in terms of sensitivity. Sure. You could you could stab me with a knife in the top of my hand right now. It would hurt, but it wouldn't psych me out the same way that my arm does. Every goddamn time. I don't know if I just had a bad experience or something, but I had blood taken once years ago, and ever since then, um, this, that spot, like right where the, the opposite of your elbow is on your left arm. What is that called? I always fumble. The crook of your arm? Is that it? Yeah, I mean, it's when I was, was tattooing, that's what we used to call it, the crook. Yeah. Um, but that place is just a weird... You notice it's always greasy. It's like always it's, sensitive. It's always sensitive. It's just a weird part of your armor. It's just like this. It's like the back of your leg. Can you imagine getting a needle back here and behind right. your kneecap? Right. That's how I feel about my arm. Right. So I'll take any amount of pain on my hand yeah. to avoid the psychology of the arm. I don't know if it's bruised or what, but even after this visit, man, every single time they got to stick an IV in that part, it hurts. For like mm. a week later, it feels like there's a toothpick in there or something. It fucking hurts. You know what I've noticed, too? Because I've, I've gone to the hospital a couple times in the last few years. Yeah. Um, if a nurse is having a bad day or if you get on her wrong side, she will make sure to fuck you up with their needles. But I, I think like, if, if you're a dick to a nurse then you completely deserve what's coming. But the last time I was at an emergency room, uh, they have to take blood, usually, as, as part of their... Yeah. In, whatever, in, input or... What's it called? A triage. Yeah. And that nurse was just in a shitty mood, having a bad day. So I kept trying to be like, so this is what's happening to me. She's like, I, you don't talk to me about this. Talk to the doctor. And she was being super fucking rude and dismissive. I was like, okay, okay you just... Just trying to chat, and mm. I was trying to be nice, but she was being cunty, and I was getting on her nerves. Yeah, and then I kind of was like, "I'm getting on your nerves, but you're re- you've been mean to me since the second I stepped in, so I'm probably going to keep getting on your nerves now, because go fuck yourself." And then that's when she jabbed me with the needle, and it was like someone sticking an ice pick in my arm. I'm just imagining she's like, "Oops, that's a tendon." Yeah, mm, and just keeps Oopsie. on. Going. Whoopsie doodle, that's your urethra. Mm. Uh, don't know what I'm doing, I'm just a dumb nurse. I was in a shitty mood anyways because I was at the emergency room, but, but as soon as she started being nasty to me, I yeah. just was like, I'm going to play the innocent idiot and just keep asking the same questions just because yeah. I can see it's annoying her. <laughs> Fuck her, this is going to be my little game since you're playing your own little game that I'm unaware of. I'm not going to front. Like, I understand like being a nurse is easily one of the most hardest jobs sure. on the you fucking planet. Sure, you have to be planet, shitty to people. But I, that's exactly it. It's like, it's still your job. 
Right. And I didn't put a gun to your head and make you come here. Right. If someone's so. shitty to you, be shitty to them. But if yeah. someone's just being nice, then you're, oh, I'm having a bad day. You're not McDonald's. No. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. And also the fact that, like, oh. I'm no scientist. But I would guess that 9 out of 10 people who are coming to a hospital aren't in the best moods anyway. Right. So to expect them to be on an upbeat yeah. demeanor is kind of bullshit. It's kind of shitty. You know? Take that, nurses of the world. I'm not... But again, I have nothing... Again, my mom's a nurse. I have nothing but respect for y'all nurses, but... It's sort of like cops. It's like the concept yes. of cops yes. is needed in an advanced society. It's the problem is some of the cops that are cops. That, exactly. That's just it. Some people just shouldn't be nurses. <laughs> some people shouldn't be cops. Yeah, exactly. If they can't just take themselves out of the job. So what would have happened if you hadn't had this done? You would have just died? Well, if I'm not mistaken, my lung would have kept filling up with air eventually, yeah, and then, and then collapsed my lung. out or collapsed uh, so, Yeah, lung. exactly. Um, so here's where it gets kind of fucky, which freaks me out. Um, so they take the tube out. It's been two weeks, so they're like, you can kind of go back to, we can go back to work now. Any heavy, like, be easy with the heavy lifting and uh, activity. Like, I've been okay. <clears throat> the one thing they said that really sucks is that you now have a 50% chance of this happening again Wow! in the next two years. Really? Yeah. To one, though, not both. Just the same lung same collapse lung. again. Yeah. Well, that's, that's I mean, you lasted a long time without it affecting you, so at least you know you can handle but it. But I think of it this way, like, I'm a, I'm a cyclist. If my bike tube busts and I put a patch on it, you know, those little, like, fixie patches, I gotta get a new tube. Because yeah. that patch has, it, the count starts immediately. Yeah. The countdown starts before it's no good again. So basically that's what I've got going on now. There's a hole in it that's healing up. But that integrity of that lung is compromised. Yeah. And that kind of fucking freaks me out. Especially with how much you bike. Yeah. You're, you're an hour bike away from your house and that and you're, this happens. Right? Well, it can't be any worse than being three hours away from my house and breaking my fucking arm in half. Right? Yeah, that won't kill you, though. Right? That won't kill you. <sighs> How long do you need to take it easy until it's completely healed? Well, they recommended like two, three weeks. This is week two. So maybe um, give it three, four weeks? Yeah. Just, just before to, you're biking or anything? To, I'm a, yeah, I went bike to work. Oh, really? I biked to work today. Oh, my God. I'm an idiot, dude. I'm the type of person, if they say 14, uh, two weeks, I'm like, I'll give you 10 days. <laughs> and I got to get back to doing shit. Dude, I tried going back so to work. Can I just go through and ask? To put my name on a few things. <laughs> to start auctioning shit now, I don't dude. want that Lego Millennium Falcon. <laughs> I, Did you see I, I pimped it out? No, I didn't notice. One day I gotta put up pictures because I'm such a fucking nerd. I have a customized Lego Millennium Falcon for those Lego nerds listening. It's but like a, an original one. It's a four. It's the forty-five forty-four that came out in two thousand three to okay. celebrate uh, whatever anniversary it was. Uh, I think it was ten years of Lego, a Star Wars Lego. That oh, was. it was a Lego anniversary, not Star Wars. Yeah, three. I was like, no. no, no, it was one of the movies. Just a year after Revenge of the Sith. No, I mean twenty years of Jedi. Possibly uh, yeah, could have okay. been that. Maybe. Which technically is twenty years of the trilogy. Um, yeah, until since it ends. So uh, I, I customized and I got I, I made uh, custom minifigs. I got Han, Luke, and Leia out there, and they're all oh, custom made. I gotta check that I'm out. Very proud of it. It's my my nerd. I don't think any podcast would be complete without a slight dip into Star Wars. Because I, I, I heard someone talking about this, and I agree that the new trilogy isn't a, technically a trilogy. No. Because a trilogy denotes uh, character development growth over three films, mm -hmm. uh, acting as three acts. Can we get into this on the next one? Because I kind of want to talk about Trevorrow's uh, yeah. pinhole. Okay, we'll talk about nine. the next one. Yeah. But that, I was Teaser. Because I didn't really think about it, because I didn't put much a lot of thought in these movies no. on that level. And I was like, that's right, none of the themes carry over. No. It's, not, it's just three movies in a row. No, it it's makes, like Indiana Jones. Yeah. That wasn't a trilogy either. 
Even especially now that there's four. Yeah. But originally it wasn't technically a trilogy. It was just three Indiana Jones. Indy I'll take a little bit differently. Like I always looked at Indy like Bond. Like they're just little single off adventures. True, but would you call the first three Bond films a trilogy? I've never seen the first one. No, just in general though. I mean, Um, no. It's three completely different adventures. Yeah. Yeah. So even if they'd stuck with three, I think Indy would still be a series, not a trilogy. It doesn't count. Well, it doesn't have like it's not and even like the second one's a prequel technically yeah so it doesn't really work and the third one's a remake of the first one yeah basically so it doesn't really work no um it's like Back to the Future Star Wars Lord of the Rings I Matrix think. Matrix uh who else is in that whole pip Pirates was in there. What happened? Yeah, they made like seventeen <laughs> more pirates. They made too many shitty ones. And then Johnny Depp threw a cell phone at Amber Heard, and now he's not. <laughs> now he's not in the movies anymore. Did you see the fifth one? Uh yeah. With Harvey Bardem, they kept him to a minimum in that one. I'm like, I fucking wonder why. Yeah, he's kind of a train wreck now. It was embarrassing. He didn't. He phoned that performance mm-hmm. in. Mm-hmm. All right, David, we're wrapping up. We're wrapping, we're wrapping up. up. Um, but yeah, I mean, after that, like, I left around four on the Sunday. Uh, dude, the tube coming out was second only to the pain of it going in. If if anyone's out there uh, and like you know, hey, you're considering, hey, this sounds kind of cool. I want to collect my lungs. Take a pin and don't do it. Don't Don't fucking do it. do it. Don't do it. It's the it sucks so badly. Don't jack. We're officially saying don't jackass your lung with a pig needle. What's it called? The pig needle. Pig tail. Pig uh, tail needle. Yeah. Um. So when it comes out, so uh, God bless her. In the weird event that you're listening Vernita I love you she was this elderly ja- Jamaican nurse and she was j- the sweetest human being that like, like you know most people freak out when they take the tool out, but don't worry it's gonna be real quick it'll be real quick and I was just like okay. <laughs> okay, I was just full on cause like she was so maternal I just yeah. I didn't care about fucking like being vulnerable about it. So oh, I, was yeah. like, I was just like okay <laughs> did you get the exorcist spurt no cause they, what they do okay so again I'm back on my side she's like okay you're ready you're ready they, she takes one hand with the rag and presses down on the wound. Oh, first they gotta take the stitch out, which... Mm-hmm. Dude, I'd rather they stitch you up. That they don't to, just to anchor the... so to anchor the tube so it doesn't jiggle around too but much. But they don't use those um, adhesive uh, stitches. Stitches. No, I've never gotten those. Hmm. Even when I busted my arm, I got the old school fucking old school. Yeah. The, the these little dot scar. Yeah, I don't know what's what I gotta do to fucking get the glue, but oh. yeah. So see that tiny little needle uh, thread at the bottom? That's where it was sewn in right here. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. So they gotta cut that thing. Which I like the idea of them sewing you like a side of beef. You know what I'm saying? I I'd, I'd much rather have a tooth pulled than stitches put in Without taken out. Anesthetic. Oh, I just I hate it so much. So she pulls the stitch out, takes one hand, clamps it down on on the the entry point, and she goes and just pulls it out. And what was weird, I've never felt such relief slash pain mm. slash pleasure mm. slash agony like getting a bullet out or something. It was it was like taking a shit you've been holding for eight hours out of your chest. Like, just like, yeah. Did you just fart? <laughs> it felt like it. What sucked the most, never I was going to say earlier about my sister in the whole uh, Three Kings chest tube thing, she was like, you'll feel instant relief. Like you'll mm. feel it inflate and it feels great. I didn't get none of that. No, because it they, was so slow. They did it so slow. It went so slowly and it sucked going in as much as it sucked going out. I, 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 it would have to be the safest way to maintain the integrity of the delicate little lung, right? I, I guess. Slowly let it infl- reinflate rather than... Boom. Again, I think it's because of the of how much it was. Like, if it was a little less to fade, you could just do the needle and mm. let it out. But because this thing, yeah, because it hurt. Mm. The first couple hours when they put it in, I could breathe better. But every time I try to take a deeper breath, it fucking hurt. It oh, felt yeah. like that fist grinding into my chest again. It really hurt. 
Um, and that's just because your your lung gets used to being this big, and all of a sudden when you're forcing the walls the forcing the walls open just a little bit more and more, yeah, yeah. it's it hurts, yeah. you know. So um, Jesus Christ, yeah, dude. So that's that's the story for now. I can't scuba dive. Ever? My scuba diving days are over. Did you ever, have you ever scuba nope, dived? I've snorkeled, but I've never scuba divin. I, uh, I, I'm <laughs> terrified of, of natural water, so I would never do it. I get freaked out in the pool. The fuck out, really? I got a weird people? water thing, yeah. Really? Yeah. Fascinating. Uh, I'm like born in the water, man. I, I love it, but I have to battle like this primitive disconcern about the whole thing uh, of being in water. I don't know why. I like it if I get my feet can touch the bottom, my head's above the water, I'm fine. But as soon as it gets any deeper and in natural bodies of water, it just freak me the fuck out. I think because every time I've gone in, I've been injured in some way. Really? Like, I went down to Mexico and uh, went in, I was like, all right, I'll try this water thing out. And, it, uh, <laughs> and, and a wave just slammed me into some coral reef. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's it's horrible. But I have a I'm, challenge. I'm just imagining you went with someone else who'd never been for the first time. Like, how is it, Chris? And you're <laughs> shrieking. <laughs> I'm fine. The coral reefs have herpes, right? <laughs> I've heard that. Doesn't that shit, like, if it gets inside you, it fucks you up so oh, yeah. fierce, don't it? It sliced my back up. Oh, God. But I have a challenge for anyone, especially people living in warm countries, is my challenge is to get a laptop, a pair of headphones, mm. a little um, donut, one of those inflatable donuts mm. with your butt sticks at the bottom. Yep. Go out into the water, tether yourself in a natural body of water, and watch Jaws. Ooh, that'd be like 5DX theater. Because not just some pool, because pool, your logic can take over and be like, I'm in a fucking pool. It'll still be creepy, it'll still be weird, but like people in Australia go out to the coast, right. go off into the water, and watch Jaws on a laptop. If you can survive that, that that is the ultimate test. I think people would be more terrified of dropping their fucking computer tablet <laughs> in the water. That's what would terrify people more than anything. It's going best buy get a $100 cheap-ass one that doesn't even matter. But yeah, if you can survive that, then you have conquered nature. They used to do it here. I think they still do. So imagine like those inflatable bouncy castles, but it's just a big flat screen. Mm -hmm. So you can prop it up in a beach or mm -hmm. like a, a park or in the water even. Oh, So what if you it? did that? Oh, like, yeah. You just prop down in the like middle of the Atlantic. Screening. I would say, fuck that, dude. Go in the middle of the Atlantic yeah. or just off the Cape of uh, the the Cape of uh, Good Hope. But to make it truly interactive, you have to have someone with a fin. And you have to have someone going and tickling people's feet every once in a while under the water, like scuba divers. I would have, uh, fuck it, no, balls out. You do shark feeding. You really <laughs> shark? <laughs> you put a cage down there, and you attract some sharks. Oh, can we make this a new thing to do to convicted uh, prisoners? That we put them in a tube, put Jaws on, and put them in shark Why do they get to watch waters? Jaws? They should be entertained. They should have to watch, like, <laughs> Deep Blue Sea or something. <laughs> I don't think that and would scare them. Everything after Sam Jackson dies, so they don't even get the best oh, part. Yeah. <laughs> Did, was that so shocking to you when that happened? Dude, you think I saw that shit in theaters? Oh, no, you Fuck knew. Fuck no. I, I rented it as soon as it came out. I didn't know anything about it. First and only time I've seen that clip is on YouTube. I never saw that movie. The movie's terrible, but I... I, I I've I, seen the, la the... Oh, fuck no. Actually, that's a lie. Because uh, TBS Superstation, the the gem of Sunday television that it was, would show everything and anything on a loop. Yeah. I definitely caught it the end of it a couple times whenever LL Cool J's doing the fucking, as I walk through the valley, yeah, I'm Yeah, he's a priest. He's a priest. Yeah. As the, t the chamber fills up with water. He's a cook, but he's super religious. Yeah. That's his thing. And they try to redo the whole Quint, Chief Brody, and yep. Jaws where they're shooting at and oh, shit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the, uh, uh, my story behind that, and we're getting way after, we're going to end this podcast, I swear. It's fine. But, um, it's fine. when I moved to California when I was like 17, I had one of those little portable DVD players, the one with the screen attached yeah, yeah, to yeah. it. And uh, my first thing I ever rented from a Blockbuster video 
in California was Deep Blue Z. Did you lose a bet? Like, <laughs> what are you doing? I don't know why. I don't know why. Did you I know think, the premise? I think it was like Sharks and Samuel L. Jackson. Mm. Cool, I'm in. I yeah. love Pulp Fiction and I love Jaws. Mm. And I think that's why I rented it and it was uh, regrettable. So how pissed were you when he died in the first 30 minutes? I was like, <laughs> I did not see it coming. I thought he was the main character. Yeah, of course. Like, oh, fuck you. Now I gotta put up with these idiots. But I do remember pausing quite a bit on the the, the female protagonist and was it, in my head it's Sandra Bullock but it's not is it no it's um it's someone who was someone in the 90s and mm. I don't think it's someone anymore but I did freeze frame a lot as a 17 year old on her uh, final scenes of the movie where she's in a little bikini I don't Saffron know Saffron Burroughs Saffron Burroughs oh know. my god and Punisher's Tom Jane that's who that was. Yeah, I haven't watched it since. Jesus Christ, I'm re-watching this fucking movie tonight, son. Oh, Stellan Skarsgård and Michael Rappaport are in this, oh, dude. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I honestly haven't seen it since 1999, so... Does Michael Rappaport call the shark a douchebag at any point? <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> Love you, Mike. <laughs> he just unsubscribed. <laughs> Can't believe my favorite podcast made fun of me. <laughs> fucking douchebag. Click. <laughs> I think he's a bit Travolta there. A little bit. But I want to say on behalf of the entire audience, uh, glad you're still with us. Thank you. It's uh, not every day someone walks away from a lung collapsing to the size of a balloon. Yes. If you were 60, you'd probably be dead. I'd probably be dead. Or if I was in any lesser health, I think that would have... That would have killed me. That would have been I would have been completely done. I mean, I already look like I'm 50. (laughs) So I would have been gone. That would have been it. Yeah, still here. I shall live to fight another day, space action hero podcasters. All right. That's it for week. That's, it for, that's, it. that's it for the week. That's it. That's it for the week. I think next week we're going to blather on about something, but we'll figure it out. Oh, uh, we got a whole thing of 2020 news, man. Yeah, I want to talk about 2020 news. I want to talk about Dr. Sleep. I want to talk about... We can do, like, a whole catch-up. Just do a 2019 catch-up. I guess yeah. we're only a few weeks into 2020. Wrap up 2019 and yeah. introduce the year of hindsight. Yeah. <laughs> I get things. Yeah. <laughs>